Coach Corey Wayne and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be dating, entertain multiple offers. Well, when I was back when I was in real estate back in the day, so to speak, one of the things that we used to do when I was either buying a property or maybe I was presenting an offer for somebody that I was representing as their real estate broker, what sometimes would happen is the realtor on the other end who's representing the seller would say, hey, we've got multiple offers on the property. We need your highest and your best offer. And what's interesting is when people really want the house, they really want that piece of real estate, they know that other people really want it and there's multiple offers, sometimes people end up overpaying for things. Now, if you've got a piece of property that's been sitting on the market for six months or a year and you make an offer, that seller is going to be because they don't have any other offers in the property, they're going to be what's called a motivated seller. In other words, they're just glad to be talking to somebody that could potentially or potentially wants to buy their particular property. So the chance of them getting the terms they want are a lot less likely versus if they had three or four people bidding against each other to get that particular property. And so you can take that mindset and that understanding of how negotiation – it's like why I always say especially people that are single or they're trying to get over a breakup, the best thing that you can do not only to potentially meet somebody better but to put yourself in a better position in case that ex comes back or they reconsider. If you don't have anything going on in your life and you haven't really been practicing the things you're learning from me and say a month or two later – the ex gets in contact with you, nothing's really changed since your breakup. But if you're out there practicing and going on dates and getting experience so you can develop your skills, now what happens is you have an abundance mentality. You have multiple offers in essence. You have multiple people that are willing, that want to go out with you in a romantic setting or when it comes to business or a sales negotiating, potentially buy something that you're trying to sell. And so it's really helpful if you have lots of choices, lots of options. But if I've got an email here from a guy and part of his problem is he really doesn't have any other options and this girl, he's got a woman he's working with that he's been talking to since basically October of last year. And he wasn't divorced and she's like, "Well, you know, I'm not going to get involved with somebody until they're divorced." So you know, several months go by, he finally gets a divorce, presents that to her and she starts giving him a different excuse. And, he's think, and then he asks her out. She gives him another excuse and he's thinking, oh, OK, great. Well, she's just not interested in me, no big deal. And he goes about his life and doesn't really pay much attention to her, is focused on work because he's just like, hey, I tried. She's not into me. I'm out of there. And then a few days later, she's flirting with him, touching his arm, trying to engage him in conversation. He's thinking, what the hell? He asked her out and it's like – so this is kind of like bouncing back and forth. And then she started mentioning like let's go to lunch, that kind of thing. And so he's kind of not really getting anywhere but it's like he backs off. She wants – seems to want his attention. And then when he gives her that attention, she seems to lose interest. And so he's like, what the hell? So you can, you'll be able to see here what would really help a guy like this in this situation is he, if he had other women to go out with. But because he's got in a scarcity mindset – He's willing to go along with bullshit in essence. It affects his body language, his physiology, the tone of his voice. Women can sense that. But if he has lots of choices and lots of options and his needs are getting fulfilled elsewhere, 
when somebody offers some of these kind of terms that he's getting from this woman, he's like, I'm not going to get involved with that. It doesn't warrant my time. I mean the greatest gift you can give anybody is your time and too many people waste their time giving it to somebody that's taking it for granted. He backs off. He figures, oh, there's no hope and then she gives him a little bit of hope and then he moves forward a little bit and then there's no hope again and it's just like – he's like a yo-yo. He's going back and forth on a seesaw and so he's like, what the hell do I do? So I have a quote that I wrote on this topic and then we're going to go through his email. And the quote says, people buy things they want and believe things they are told based upon their emotions. They use logic and reason to justify their purchase. People move towards things that feel good and away from things that feel or that potentially feel bad or painful. People will do more to avoid painful things than they will do to gain pleasurable things. In order to get the best deal for yourself, the terms and price you want in any personal or professional interaction, you should entertain multiple offers from several buyers, prospects, or suitors. This creates a perception of scarcity, high value, and desire. This causes people to compete for what you are offering or selling, pay your price, and give you the terms you want. So in other words, when you have multiple options, you're just going to behave differently. If you think of yourself as like a LeBron James or a Kobe Bryant or a Christian Ronaldo or a Tom Brady or a Peyton Manning or somebody that's one of the most successful athletes in the world and your contract is up and everybody wants to have you now that you're a free agent come sign with their team, you're having completely different kinds of conversations at that point in your career versus somebody that when they're like right out of college and they're an unproven rookie and they're just trying to make a team. There's a reason why the veterans make the money is because they've proven themselves. They've proven their value. And especially like when it comes to dating, if you don't have other prospects or other suitors, you'll go along with things that deep down you know aren't really good for you. And on the other side, especially with women, if they don't feel that you're certain of yourself or that you don't believe in yourself and you're lacking confidence in your position, they're going to back away and vacillate and test. And that's kind of the position that this particular dude is in. So he says, hey, Corey, I'll get right into it. There's a, there's a lady at work that I've been talking to since last October. It started off simply enough, just the normal getting to know you stuff. It didn't take long to get her number and we started texting and whatnot. Well, the phone is for setting dates. There's a reason for that because a lot of guys get into this situation. This is the kind of thing I used to do in my 20s. You think, I really like this girl. I want to go out with her. You forgot to talk to her for a while, get her to like me, get her to see what kind of personality. But I didn't understand at the time that attraction is not a choice. She was already into me. That's why she was talking to me. And what would happen is weeks would go by before I ever get around to asking around. By the time I did, I'm kind of, well, I only think of you as a friend. It was incredibly frustrating because over those weeks, I'm becoming more and more interested in her. In other words, more invested in going out on a date and she's becoming less invested. She could tell I'm more into dating her than she was into me and then she becomes turned off. Whereas if I just fucking gotten right to the point instead of dithering and hesitating and asked her out on a date, things would, would have been completely different. A lot of people do this and especially like when you see the same the shit that's in the movies over and over. If you just pursue, if you just like somebody enough, eventually they'll cave and fall in love with you. And obviously you do that in real life. You get a restraining order or they tell you leave them the fuck alone. 
Or you talk him out of just ever wanting anything to do with you. So he says, I wasn't fully divorced at the time and she said she didn't feel comfortable dating a married man. He says, I respected that for what it was and we kept on talking. That's part of the problem there. You got to resolve. So he's he's thinking, all right, I'm going to get my divorce resolved and I'll be her buddy. I'll be her friend while I'm getting my divorce. And the reality is he wants to date her. If he's in the process of getting a divorce and his marriage is over and she's saying, well, since you don't have your divorce, I won't date you. Well, entertaining multiple offers would mean, well, I'm not going to wait because who knows? By the time I officially get my divorce, it may take six months or a year. She may have met somebody by then and I'm not going to wait. I want somebody that's cool with it, somebody that understands, hey, the marriage is over and I'm just you know, finishing up the legal things. But I'm ready to date myself. And if you have that attitude, then you're like, screw it. you know. If I Once I finally get the piece of paper, I'll mention that to her and if she's down with it, we'll go out. If she's still available, great. If not doesn't fucking matter. The problem is he put his whole life on hold and she could tell that. She could sense that. And that's where he's really going wrong in this interaction. He says <clears throat> she was happy but wanted to see proof. He says I finally got divorced in obviously March. Which was you're talking basically Six months after they first started talking. So this guy talked to this girl for six months without going out on dates. So he acted like a friend for six months. And he's available all the time just chit-chatting and so he's like her buddy. And he's friend-zoning himself by this behavior because he's investing all this energy even though she won't go out with him. And what he should be doing is investing his energy in women who don't give a shit that he's not officially divorced yet because they trust and they believe that he's going to get divorced eventually. He says, it occurred to me she has trust issues and and possibly many guys have lied to her before. It's possible. At the end of the day, you really don't know what's going on in somebody's head. You don't know what they're really like when you get into a pressure situation, especially like the first 90 days of a relationship anyways. People are putting their best foot forward and so they can really hide who they really are but it's after the 90-day period goes by that you really start to see what they're really like and that's why it's important to date people for – especially if you're thinking about settling down and getting married, that you date for a couple of years because you got to get past that honeymoon period and get past the image that you've been sold in essence, the perfect version of them that they can sell for about 90 days before you see – what they're really like. And sometimes you date somebody for 90 days and they're a terrible communicator but you don't know it until the you're out of the honeymoon period. And and then when you have a problem or there's an issue or you disagree on something, that's when you get to see what they're really like. And some people are just they're terrible communicators and they're incapable of working things out. They grew up in a family where everybody throws a temper tantrum and they give each other the silent treatment. They stonewall each other or they just don't talk about it and things just lie there. And you try to resolve or work things out by talking about them and you never get anywhere. But again, that's why you date so you can figure those things out because you're not going to learn those things right away under most circumstances the first couple of weeks or even a couple of months of dating. After the proof that I gave her that I was divorced, she found an excuse to start sitting by me, not next to me, but right by me at work and our talk started to become more serious and in-depth. She found out a lot about me and I about her. So I asked her out and she said she didn't want any relationships at the moment 
which I took to mean she didn't want a relationship with me. Again, you've invested six months of your time in this dude. Way too much. The greatest gift you can give anybody is your time. And you're ready to move on from your divorce for whatever reason. And she's saying, oh, well, you got to get divorced first before we can date. And you're thinking, oh, well, I'll just chit-chat with her all this time and she'll get to know me. And then when my divorce is finalized, then we can go out. It makes total sense. And plus she's kind of intimating and hinting that that's the case. And then you finally get your divorce. Like, hey, here's my, my documentation. And yet, oh, I'm not looking to date anybody. However, before I could bring that up, she said she didn't want to date anyone at the time. Okay, fine, whatever. So I back off. I went about my life and after a few days, she became lovey-dovey and playful touching me, doing all those things women do when they like a guy. And that's why if you had, had, would have had the benefit of my book, you would have known that you're only going to ask a girl out twice. And if, if she gets around you like that and is giving you all the signs, playing with her hair, touching your arm and you ask her out and she gives you that, oh, I'm not looking to date, then you just say, great, well, if you do in the future, give me a call, get in touch with me if you change your mind. And once you've asked twice, you won't ask anymore. The only way you'll do something is if she brings it up first. Oh, we should get together or we should do lunch. She's like, I don't want to do lunch. How about dinner at my place? Why don't we make some – come over. We'll cook something on the grill or we'll make something in the kitchen together. We'll make a nice healthy dinner and have a great conversation. I mean you guys work together so you know each other. It's not like it's a total fucking stranger. So that should be a pretty easy thing to do. He says, after a week of this, I asked her if she wanted to hang out, not a date, just good company. She once again said she wasn't interested in dating anyone. Okay, fine, whatever. Once again, I went about my life giving her the cold shoulder and she keyed in on that and after a day or two and the previous pattern repeated itself. Except that she started asking me to go to lunch with her as we worked the same hours and even said we should play hooky from work and spend the day hiking together sometime. When a woman hints at something like that, it's her idea. You say, great, when, when are you available to get together? We'll go hiking. Maybe we'll do a picnic or something like that as well. And if she goes, oh, gee, I don't know. Then say, great. Well, when you figure out your schedule, you get in touch with me. I got to run. I got to get back to work or whatever. I said, sure, sounds fun, but played it cool. A week or so later, I asked when she wanted to go hiking. Problem is you didn't make a date. You weren't direct, decisive and made a date on the spot when she brought it up. It's like you waited. You dithered and you hesitated and that's not attractive. She said whenever but seemed uninterested so I dropped it. The idea is you're either in or you're out. You either want to go hiking or you don't. You try to make definite plans and if they don't, then obviously she wasn't serious about it to begin with. But she brought it up and then you didn't make plans when she brought it up. You figured, oh, I'll schedule at some point in the future. Remember, when a woman says something, I talk about this in my book, it's a reflection of how she feels emotionally in that moment. So she's bringing up getting together. That's what she's feeling that she wants to do. And then you dither and you hesitate and then you bring it up a week later. She's no longer in that same state of mind, that same headspace and she's not feeling like she was then. Especially if you've been this way over the last six months, she's kind of gotten to know what you're really like. A week later, a couple weeks ago, she asked me to go to the movies and I said sure and we made plans. However, a week later, this past Thursday, she said while we were at lunch that she forgot and she told her friend that she was going to watch Netflix with her. Sure. Although I didn't say anything, it reeked of a bullshit excuse and also irritating that she wasn't going to say anything until I brought it up. 
Again, you should be making definite plans and if somebody won't make definite plans with you because again, the greatest gift that you can give anybody is a gift of your time. They won't make definite plans. You withdraw the offer and you tell them to get in touch when they figure it out and then you have to wait for them to do it. I see a lot of people when I'm doing phone sessions with people or when they send me emails, they'll say things like that. They'll say, well, get in touch with me when you figure it out and a few days or a week go by and then they start calling and ask her, hey, so when you're, when you're ready to get together? You just told her a week ago to get in touch with me when you figure out your schedule. And she said, yeah, I will. So if somebody says they're going to do it, you've got to give them the opportunity. Why? Because that's the true test if they really mean what they say. You want to make sure that the other person is going to make the offer. It's just like when you're trying to sell something. If somebody says, yeah, I'm going to buy it, it's like, great. Put the offer in writing and then give us a deposit check showing that you're serious. And you know, when I was in real estate, people that were serious would write an offer because I mean, when it comes to real estate in the state of Florida, the offer has to be in writing and you have to give consideration or money or a deposit along with the offer that they will lose if they back out on the deal unless, of course, their financing falls through because it's usually contingent upon that. But the point being is like you're you're taking an offer but there's no consideration. There's no skin in the game. There's nothing on her calendar. There's nothing definite. It's just things are kind of up in the air. Therefore, it's not really a serious offer and that's why it doesn't materialize. When we got back to work, she said, let's go to the movie here in town. I said, okay, it starts at 7 and she said, no, that's too late and that was that. When are you free to get together? That's what you ask women talk about that in the book. It's the easiest, it's the best way to make plans with somebody. Great, what works for you? Great, when are, when do you have an opening in your schedule? And I'll see where it lines up with mine. Anyway, a female married friend of mine I work with said that she gets upset and jealous when I talk to or go to lunch or hang out with other women. Sounds like you should be doing more of that. Women who treat you properly get the gift of your time and women who don't get the gift of missing you. You've asked this girl out and she's like, eh, go hang out with somebody else who appreciates it and let her talk and whine about it. And I saw it a little firsthand when I was joking with her and my non-girlfriend interrupted, stood between us and pointed out her feet. She did this a second time in the day too. My female friend said that she wants me for herself, doesn't want to date me, but she still wants the option there. Yeah, because after six months, she can tell that you're pretty much willing to hang around and wait on her. You're hanging on her every word. You're kind of treating her like a celebrity. And it's like you're happy just to buy whatever excuse that she gives you. So she knows she can have you. But the bottom line is if you were really a catch, you wouldn't put up with this. You'd just be dating somebody else. You're not going to sit around and wait on her to make a decision. So she knows you'll put up with it and that's why she doesn't make dates with you. I'm kind of frustrated by it all. We still text a lot, almost every day, and her words and some of her actions show she likes me, cares about me, and possibly has some feelings for me, but it's zeroed out by all the games being played. Stop asking her out. Only try to make plans if she brings up plans first. And go about your life. Be playful. Be funny with her. But don't go out of your way to talk to her or see her interact with her. As a matter of fact, if there's other women in the office that are paying you more attention, spend your time with them. I need to put a stop to it and the cold shoulder doesn't work and win the game by getting her to admit that she likes me, wants to go out with me or by getting her to admit the opposite, both of which I don't think she'll easily do. I need a game plan, Corey. Well, again, you're putting your personal life on hold. 
you're waiting for her to make an offer in essence and she's not making an offer and you got other people that would like to buy what you're selling but since you're sitting around waiting for her, you don't even notice that there's other people that would like to submit an offer on what you have which obviously is your time and spend time with you. So the idea is you extend an invitation as a man and if a woman likes you and she reciprocates, then great. You make a date and you go out. If she dithers, if she hesitates, if she's unsure, if she's not really excited or enthusiastic about making plans with you, then she doesn't really value you. And therefore, since she doesn't value you, she doesn't warrant the gift of your time. And therefore, she gets the gift of missing you unless she brings up getting together. And at this point, that's all I would do with her. If she brings up getting together again, if she says, hey, let's go to lunch, just say, no, I'd rather just do dinner. I'm not interested in, in being friends. You know, We can be coworkers and keep things on a professional level, but if you want to hang out outside of work, I'd rather do it in a romantic setting. So why don't we get together and we'll make dinner at my place. How's that sound? She says, great. Then say, well, when are you free? Then you make plans and say, great, bring a bottle of wine, bring chicken breast, bring fish, whatever you're going to cook or whatever. Have her come over, hang out, have fun, hook up, just like I talk about in my book. But you're being a really bad negotiator for yourself and you're sitting around waiting on her to make a decision instead of going out and finding other motivated buyers, if you will, people that are ready to date, that are willing to date, that want to date, that they're able to date and they don't have any bullshit getting in the way. Who knows? Maybe this girl is going through something. I mean there's a quote by Oscar Wilde that I really like and it says, I think it's very healthy to spend time alone. You need to know how to be alone and not defined by another person. Maybe this girl's kind of in that place. It doesn't really matter. It's not your job to be her, her shrink or her figure out, figure her out or to be her therapist. You want what you want. She doesn't seem to be too excited about what you have to offer. So great. Go present what you have to offer to somebody else unless you hear otherwise from her, unless she really literally comes right out and asks you to do something. And since don't go to lunch anymore, dude. If you want to be her lover, then only at this point invite her to your place to make dinner together. That's the only thing you're willing to do. As far as spending time with her, you'll interact with her at work if she wants to come over and chit-chat with you at work. But as far as spending time together physically in person outside of work, the only effort you're willing to make is the effort it takes to go to your front door from wherever you happen to be in your house when she comes over for at least the next three dates. And this particular one, because you work with her for a while, you've already been to lunch, she'll feel comfortable enough with you or she should feel comfortable enough. And if she doesn't want to come over, then you give her the excuse that I talk about and seven principles get an expect. Hey, it's been a long week. I'm just in the mood to hang at my place. If you don't want to come over and make dinner together, then give me a call in two to three weeks. Then maybe I'll be up for something more formal then. The idea is that you've already gone out with her and gone to lunch and doing those things and made plans and she jerked you around. You've invested six months. That's it. No more. You'll walk to your front door and let her in, but that's it. You're not going to pick her up. You're not going to meet her out. You're happy to chat with her at work if she wants to come over to you and chat with you. You're not going to make another date though unless she brings up getting together first and the only thing you're going to be willing to do is make dinner at your place. If she doesn't want to do that, just say, great, let me know if you change your mind. I'm not interested in being friends or being buddies or any of that stuff. You got to stick to your guns because otherwise she's just going to keep doing this to you and you're just torturing yourself. dude. You're wasting, I mean, October to now, I mean, what's now? This is July so you're you're like literally almost – 
10 months, the 10 months of emotional energy invested in this woman that is just going nowhere. You haven't even kissed her or anything. That's a tremendous amount of time that you've lost. You could have dated several women in that period of time. Definitely something to think about. So if you'd like to get my help personally, the quickest way is to book a paid phone, Skype, or email coaching session. You can choose any of those options by going to my website, clicking the products tab at the top of your screen, and just follow the instructions for booking whichever option works best for you. And I will talk to you soon.